people, welcome again to Bath on Therapy. It is a talented Tuesday. I hope you know that you were born with innate talents and gifts. And I pray that you discover what those gifts are and you nurture those gifts and use them for the good of mankind. So again, welcome again to Bath on Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy. And I'm grateful that you have decided to tune in again. Well, I had to pause. I, I need to get back to my taxes, Lord. My tax date is tomorrow. And, you know, my I have so much to do, but I, I just, I paused. And I have to say, before I begin this episode, I'm going to talk about a case that made the national news. It is about suicide. It may cause some triggers for some listeners, so I want to give a listener discretion advised notice before um, I begin the very sensitive topic, and if you are having any suicidal thoughts, I want you to know there is a hotline, and this National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 800-273-8255, that is 800-273-8255. Five, five, and I'm going to try to be very sensitive about how I have this discussion. Um, I believe that when things happen, bad or good, there are lessons that we can take from those experiences, and those lessons can empower other people. And so the story that I'm going to talk about is... Um, the case in Massachusetts where a young lady encouraged a young man to end his life. She encouraged him. And I just watched the 48-hour special on it. I'm going to put the link in the description box of this podcast. I have to warn you, it's very, very disturbing. You know that there there's evil out there, that the enemy uses people and when you see it up close and personal, you never, you could just never get used to it. No matter how many times you see it, when you see a level of evil that is just, um, just unashamed and just bold, that evil that just runs through people. And sometimes we get, um, we get caught up in the person, but it's really the spirit of Satan that can work through anybody. And we have to be mindful of that. But um, I think I'm going to call this Evilly Blonde. The um, lessons from the Michelle Carter story. And Michelle Carter is the one who was tried and convicted for involuntary manslaughter for encouraging a young man to end his life. And my heart goes out to his family. Um, He was loved. And he had a very supportive family, his mother, his sisters, his father, his extended family, it seems. And he recognized that. But the enemy, the enemy got through. And so I want to talk about this with some level of sensitivity. And again, it's not about the young lady and what she did. It's about the life lessons that we can learn from this situation. So... The, the first thing I want to say is, you know, a lot of people use the terms mental health 
all the time. That's in the news all day, every day. And I saw that 48 hours and I thought it was very good journalism. That's why I'm going to put the link in the description box. They had a child psychiatrist on the um, on the show to, he wasn't an expert witness in the case, but he was able to give some insight on some things. And one of the things that he said that was very, very frightening, he said that um, suicide can be contagious for young people. And he said that um, many young people go through depression. And so I just want to talk about that because I'm almost 60 years old and I have gone through just about every emotion possible. Um, I think, and that's not to minimize someone going through an emotion maybe more than others, but if the truth be told, I don't think that we can be human and not be depressed. But there's levels of depression. There is, depression is a synonym for sadness. So all of us have sadness. We all go through seasons of sadness. But whatever the reason, some of us, that sadness doesn't turn into a clinical situation. And why does it turn into clinical situations for some other people? That is the question that someone has to answer. Someone in the medical field, I still say that it's spiritual and I know people dismiss that part, but because I know that sadness is an emotion that I've had and I don't know of a single person that hasn't had a moment of sadness, then um, I think that we have to stop dismissing it because it's, it's spiritual. But um, I just want to talk about what to do with that emotion because, and then about friendships and about people. You know, I heard my pastor say, Delcy, Dr. Delcy Bronner, say years ago, and I never forgot this. He said, people are like elevators. They will either take you up or take you down. And it is true. So much of our lives are shaped by the people with whom we associate. It's family members, friends, co-workers. People have an influence on our lives. Uh, they have the potential to have an influence. Mind you, we have the choice to say, I'm not going to listen to this person. I'm not going to follow this person. I'm not going to do what this person tells me to do. You know, you have that choice. But as human beings, there's something about us. We're wired in a way where we want to be connected to other people. So people having this natural to have people influence your life. And so the first thing I want to, the life lesson from this tragedy, from this story, is that anytime someone is telling you something to hurt you, they're encouraging you to hurt yourself or do something that you know deep inside um, is going to result in pain, not only for you, but for your family, that's not a friend. That is an enemy. I'm going to say that again. That's not a friend. That is an enemy. And don't walk away from that person. Run away from that person. Anyone who is encouraging you to do anything that will cause you pain and suffering and loss, not only for you, but also for your family, is not your friend. And, you know, I, it, it, for me, it's not hard to walk away from negative people because what happens is because I understand the blessing 
of having relationships with people who are positive and uplifting. And once you get away from negativity and you experience that, you realize how peace is the greatest blessing from God. I don't care what anybody says, you can have anything. But if you don't have peace, you have you have nothing. So, and I, I've said this before, people have money, they don't have peace. They have good health, they don't have peace. They have good looks, they don't have peace. They have all their needs met and more, and they don't have peace. And it is peace what you is what you need in order to be able to get through moments. And people, the, the wrong people, can create chaos and disturbance in your life. And they are not a friend, they are an enemy, and they're going to cause suffering, and you have to let them go. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to talk about them in a bad way. Um, you don't have to um, be resentful of them. You don't even have to try to get them to change. But you have to let negative people go. Something bad is going to happen if you are around people who encourage you to do bad things and discourage you to do from doing good things. And that's what happened in this case. The details of this case are absolutely disturbing because Michelle Carter, the young lady who was indicted in this case, she um, everything was done through text message. So the police were able to get her text messages not only to the young man who completed the suicide, but also the other text messages that she sent to her friends and also her his her his parents, and it showed a lot of intentional calculated deceit and just plain and simple downright evil on her part and I'm gonna let you watch it for yourself I don't want to focus on that too much I just want to focus on the life lessons but um and the enemy used her just gonna be honest honest the enemy used this young lady and it didn't have to be that way and so the thing is is that if you you know the her defense team was basically trying to say this young man was going to try to commit suicide anyway. Um, and that, you know, so she couldn't be tried and there were no laws against this. So this was something unprecedented in the courts. Laws have been changed, I'm sure now. But the point is, is that there are different people walk up, that are walking among us. Some people are encouraging and uplifting and they will discourage you from doing something that they know will cause pain and some people won't and this person intentionally encouraged this young man to complete his death um and take his life and to the point where she even did research on different ways he could do it i mean it 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 is just so horrible and it's sad and it's painful but the life lesson for anybody listening to this God help us, is if anybody is encouraging you to do something that will cause pain to you or your family, you have to let them go. I am a strong believer that God is real and that everything you need in your life when you are connected to him will be given to you. And if you need good friends, if that's a need, I believe that good friends will come into your life. God will bring them into your life. And at the same time, he is the greatest friend because humans are imperfect. 
and they will make mistakes and they might say something that is not pleasant or that doesn't make us feel good. And that is why you have to make sure that your faith is not in your friends, but that you accept them and what they have to offer as long as it's positive. But you got to understand there is no other friend like the Lord. He is your best friend to the end, period. So that is a life lesson. Friends will come. And scripture tells us that when you are friendly, you will attract friends. You will have friends. So it's good to be a good friend as well. And so that's important too, that it goes both ways, that you try to have relationships that are mutual because one-sided relationships always take away and and distract. And so you want to have relationships where you can share with people and they can share with you and it's safe to do that. But at the same time, ultimately, you know, people are imperfect and they may let you down one day, not intentionally. Sometimes, you know, we make mistakes and it's not necessarily malicious, but because we are imperfect, we make mistakes. But put your all your trust and all your hope in a perfect God. He is perfect. And so that's the first life lesson from this. The other thing is what came out in this case is that the young man who, um, took his life he thought about how his family would feel he thought about that and she told him well don't worry about that they'd be okay and they might blame themselves at first and and it was like I said before it was very very dark if you watch the I'm going to put the link in there you can see it on YouTube but I want to say this um this is a lesson that is that I think children have to learn that every single thing they do impacts someone else, mainly their families. And if you if you tell people, well, it's your life and you do what you want to do, you're going to get people who would just do things and have no regard for anybody else. But at the, at the same time that we're meant to have friends, we're meant to be interdependent. It is distorted thinking and teaching that says, you know, I'm supposed to be on my own. I'm dependent. It's on my own life. That is a lie from the pits of hell. We need each other and we need to be interdependent. And when we are connected in the right ways, we will have more. We will have better. We will live longer. And that's a, that's a big issue because when you just do something, I can't just, I, and I think about this all the time, and I, I've told my daughter this over and over when she was growing up, everything I do has a direct impact on her. And all through the day, if you look at the news, somebody is dying or getting killed or losing something because of their connection to somebody else, and it's usually family. And it goes both ways. I used to teach my daughter that everything I do impacts her and everything she does impacts me it is selfish to only think about yourself and not think about how your actions will impact your family and so this is a powerful life lesson that you hurt people when you do things that um that will hurt other that that will hurt them and you have to make a decision sometimes you can't just do stuff for yourself because if the truth be told, some decisions I would make, maybe for myself, I would make them with, you know, and, and not even think about the consequences. But because I have to think about the fact that I'm loved, that I have a family, 
And I don't want to do anything to bring dishonor to my family or cause pain to my family, especially to my daughter. I wouldn't want to do that. And so it's easy for me to try. I care about my character and, and my reputation and trying to do the right thing because even though my daughter is grown, I'm, I'm still supposed to be her role model. I still have to set a good example for her. And this young man, and this is something to think about, when you have siblings, when you have parents, when there are people in the community looking at you and you don't even know, I learned something, that people are watching. And you may not even know that a person is looking at you and admiring you from afar. And we are wired to live that way. In other words, I want to emphasize this point. We're not put on this earth just to do things for ourselves and for ourselves only. We are accountable to other people. My mother is still alive. And I want—I don't want to bring dishonor and shame to her name. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, the case right now, I'm going to do a podcast on that one. The situation out in Idaho where the four beautiful college students were killed senselessly and I want to share my no sidebar a little bit but you know everybody's looking for a motive and I my daughter and I we know the motive so I want to tell people what the real motive is in this case and this is just our little PI our private investigation team here here but let me tell you there is a motive but let me tell you something that man his family um, his sisters have been fired from their job. His family is probably going to have to move because you know what? The first thing people want to know, how do you produce such an evil person? He came from you. And that's what people don't realize is that when you do something, just like the case in Tennessee, the house where the young lady who went into the school and just ruthlessly and senselessly shot up people and killed six people and injured more, they, her house is boarded up because the first thing you want to do is, okay, wait a minute, how did this happen? We are interconnected. And so before you make a decision to take your life or take somebody else's life, think about the people who love you. Somebody on this earth loves you. I don't care, you know, and some people may not have loving families and they may not have, they may not feel like, you know, they're parents or their siblings are the best but I'm going to tell you something there's somebody in this world that does care and love you and think about that person God is so good that he would not leave you in total isolation there's somebody he's going to put in your life that will love you anyway and unconditionally and you have to focus on that person and that's so important I remember um, a couple of years ago or last year, I was reading one of my favorite devotionals and it's Our Daily Bread. Our Daily Bread. I got to do something with them and put a link to them. But Our Daily Bread, they sent out a little booklet and every single day they have a short inspirational message. And one of those messages that I don't know how long ago it was, it was about a man who every morning he got his breakfast, you know, through like a little fast food place or whatever and then he would pay for the breakfast for the person behind him and he never revealed his identity he just did it and so he did it for years but one day someone put a notice in the paper that him doing that saved their life they were going to commit suicide that day and by him you know paying for the breakfast 
changed his, you know, it saved his life. It was an act of kindness, an act of humanity that made him feel like, well, maybe someone does care. And so the, the, the man changed his life. He, he didn't do it for any credit or anything. He just did. He said, well, this is the least I can do. I can put, you know, pay $6 for this person breakfast, you know, whatever it costs. So that is why it's so important for us not to do things to hurt other people. And, um, and, and that is critical for that because there are people that are watching and we make the world better and we destroy the world by our actions. We can choose not to cause pain, but to cause beauty and to and to create so many good memories. So I want you to think about that because this is about the life lessons. This is not about evil. This is really about how to take that evil and turn it for good. The other thing is, um, and I mentioned earlier, everybody has these low moments. And there are two things that helps, that have always helped me get through my low moments. And number one, there's a fraternal twins to a happy life. I'm gonna say this, these two things are like the, the things that you got these two things, you have hope. And first one, that is hope. That's the first thing, one of the things. But I wanna talk about gratitude. I have learned that instead of thinking about all the things that I don't have, I have to focus on the things that I do. I have to meditate on the good in my life. Because let me tell you, there are things that I need. And I don't have those things. I need I need a new house. I need to get some house repair. You know, things like that. And I could I could get fixated on the fact that I need a new roof or I need to do a whole total renovation. I could just get so fixated on that that I could become depressed. But I refuse and I resist and I want to encourage you to do the same thing because then what I focus on is the fact of what I do have. I do have a decent roof over my head. Water is running out the faucets. We don't have rats and roads. You know, I, I just, I choose to just meditate on the good. And for some people, it is this pull towards the darkness and towards the negative. And you got to fight that. You got to fight that. I'm telling you, if a vicious dog or animal was in front of you, you'd probably run from your for your life. You wouldn't probably just stand there and let the dog eat you up or animal eat you up. You got to fight it because let me tell you who that is. That's the spirit of Satan. And you got to fight it. You got to start thinking about what you do have. Some people, it's amazing, have so much, and yet they are so ungrateful. And it does not have to be that way. You have to focus on what you have. If you, you know, I, I got to find this beautiful, this well-written little uh, thing I post I saw years ago. And it was about like, you know, you're sad because you don't have a house because of your house. But then somebody else is homeless. Or you're sad because you can't go wherever, but somebody else wish they had your legs. You know, it's just got that kind of thing. Be grateful. What you can walk, you can talk, you can see, you can hear, you can laugh. You have your basic need. Just you have you have your employed. Just start to count your blessings. Blessings, whatever it is you have, find the good. And and if it's something even small, get fixated on that good. And I'm gonna tell you something. What happened? You'll feel better. Your situation may not change instantly because. That's God is not a magician. Sometimes your situation is just going to go poof and everything is gone. But what it does is it helps you to feel so good that you are able 
to keep going in a way that you can be productive. Because when you're down and when you're sad, you can't produce at the same level as when you have energy. And when you have the second thing I want to talk about, and I mentioned it earlier, and that is hope. I believe in faith that I will get my house repaired. I'm going to get me a new home. I just believe that. And I and and I and because of that hope, I feel so good. And I know that faith without work is dead. So I get up every morning and I go to work and I try to give, you know, my best, try to give 120 percent. And I still keep that hope. And I pray and say, God, you know, in the natural, I know there are things that I have to do. And so tell me what to do. And, and I get the strength to work towards that so that I can get a better outcome. In the meantime, I'm so grateful for what I have. And that's what I want to say. It's, it's hard to end your life when you have gratitude and when you have hope. And those are the two things you have to focus on. I want, if you haven't done this, I keep a gratitude journal. So I write down just good things. I used to have journals where I just wrote everything. But now my gratitude journal, I just write those special blessings. And just recently, I remembered a special blessing, just something. And it could be small. It it doesn't seem like nothing to you. But we had a workshop about two weeks ago. And I was running late. It was, you know, way, you know, good 40-minute, 50-minute drive from my house. Traffic was bad. You know, a lot of traffic bad. And I got there late. And all the parking spaces were taken. But I found this little nook where I could park. And I was only maybe 10 steps away from the door from the school and and I just remembered and I said God look at you and people just looking for parking spaces walking across the street walking down the street I didn't have to do any of that because God showed me I could park into the little nook nobody stopped me nobody came out nobody ticketed me it was because it was a special work day for the system and the school system and so I just say, God, look at that. Little things like that, you'd be amazed. And I just, it made me feel so good. Those, I call them those sweet kisses. You have those every day. If you can see, you can walk, you can talk, you can, you know, all the beautiful things. Look and find something beautiful. If you don't think you have something, find it. But gratitude, write it down. Start, I want you to sit down and start to think about all the good things that are in your life that are good. And if you're having trouble thinking too hard, then that means that it's a problem, that you've got to get better because you ought to be able to rattle off a hundred things without stopping because there is so much to be grateful for. And it, even if it's something, like I said, so small, you could wiggle your toes. I was stretching this morning and I remember I had hurt my ankle real bad and I could not move my ankle because I didn't do like I'm supposed to do. Um, I was walking around on it and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And so I just made it worse. And I remember I could not even rotate my, I couldn't move it from side to side. And my daughter said, Mom, you know what? You got to go past the pain. You're just going to have to keep moving it and rotating. And I was just rotating my ankle. I was like, yes, Lord, I can rotate my ankle. And this happened, um, let's see, about six years ago. Yeah, maybe about six years ago. But it, it just, for a long time, for years, about maybe about three years, I, it, it took a long time to heal because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Let me tell you, something rotated my ankle. Baby, I thank God. Find something to thank God for and keep hope alive. Don't ever forget that tomorrow can be a better day. In the meantime, you're grateful for what you have, 
but with hope you're striving for a better day. I believe that certain things are going to manifest in my life that I really need and that I want. And I'm and I, I just believe that. And I'm going to move towards that. And of course, I in the natural, I have some plans, things I'm going to get to. Now my life has had a major shift and I've made peace about that God has, you know, helped me to get focused in the right direction. I have so much hope. So you guys, I just wanted the lesson. Don't it, wind this up because time is running out. Do not hang around people who are negative. Watch who you hang. Even if they're not telling you something negative, but if they're always talking about something negative, you'd be amazed how you'll start thinking about something that you weren't even thinking about. And you wouldn't even, you know, it wasn't even on your mind, but you're listening to a negative person over and over again. Stop that. Just stop it. Let them go. Love them, but let them go. And I'm telling you what I know, your life will be better. Pray for them. You don't have to talk about them. And remember, be grateful. If you are breathing right now, you have something to be grateful for. Take a deep breath. Exhale slowly. You should be grateful. And never, ever lose hope. Because as long as you have life, there is hope that things will get better and better tomorrow. Well, I hope that this episode bless you. I'm Sheree Hardy. Don't forget, I'm going to put that link if you want to watch it. Just want to warn you, it is morbid. Young lady was sick. Hopefully they did an exorcism because that was nobody but the enemy. Well, peace and abundant blessings to you today and always. Goodbye.